Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. so excited do you love it did you see it yet have you have you have you checked out our facelift it's the reveal I know Evan I made like a list of like I was like I'm gonna rattle off a list of the things that we're gonna cover but I actually was like oh wait I can't say it because we're revealing it so like number one we're gonna reveal something and we're about to do it number two we're gonna talk about an experience we had in a real life movie theater that's all right and number three I'm gonna tell you guys about the movie The Lost City with the help of Avern because we went to it together that's right and then I have found a cuckoo-cachoo crime to pair with it. And I cannot wait to tell you about it. But should we start with our big reveal? Let's reveal. Okay. I mean, I'm sure you guys saw it by now. But hey, un- in- it's been so hard. We have had this for a couple of weeks. And it under wrap- it- we've been keeping it under wraps because we were told that's how you do things. And I was like, okay, we can't just get- blow our lo- I'm I If you could... Say me in a nutshell. I blow my load. I'm a I'm a load blower. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna I'm gonna not ruin the surprise, but I'm gonna be like, this is what's so exciting. So go ahead, Avon. Tell them what's exciting. If you have been uh, to our website today or on any of our social media platforms, you will see that we have a brand new, spanking new, gorgeous logo and a bunch of additional brand new branding. We're so excited. It looks so amazing. I'm so excited too. We got merch. We're gonna start having merch we're gonna just blow up the you know our network and the ladies of afternoon who afternoon creative who they introduced us to who helped us come up with this amazing new look yeah, we appreciate it it takes a village god damn it and thank god we've got a village this time we do so. yeah and we, before it was just her and i in the village which was great we love a village of just her and i and you guys sure and you guys obviously you guys have always been part of our village but having support's been awesome yeah. It's been so wonderful. So, so thank yay. you. Thank you. Thank you for all of the support. Connected Podcast and Afternoon Creative. We appreciate you. That's right. Let us know what you think, guys. Uh, if you don't like it, you know, uh, don't tell us, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> keep, <laughs> if you don't like it, just keep your damn mouth shut. <laughs> no, I love it, though, because wait, well, let's just talk about it for a second. So we went through a couple rounds of creative reviews with our with the team, and it was great. But like Avrin had the brilliant thought that like because they had handcuffs and something else like for a second right yeah there was another one that was like neon handcuffs like kind of floating yeah. on a black background yes that's right and she but there was another one with magnifying glass and but i was like magnifying glass that's very it's a little too on the nose and not like cheeky enough you know because we're cheeky we're like we're like butt cheeky that's how cheeky we are. you know what i mean <laughs> 
So we got to be a little funny. Anyway, so you had the idea of making it instead of a... Instead of a magnifying glass, yeah, do handcuffs. Because, because that also what? ties kind in to some like kinky romance or cheeky romance. You know, listen, as long as I can get out of them, I am fine with it. But if I'm stuck somewhere, I will lose my shit. Yeah. Which, by reals. the way, that just comes to the conclusion of the movie that I'm going to cover. And they get stuck somewhere. Anyways, I don't want to talk about it, but I mean, I will talk about it. Oh, I should also say, uh, well, first, we're going to start talking about our um, our experience because I just think it's really fun. And maybe you guys have gone to the movie since the world has sort of slightly come back. But if you haven't, you, we're going to talk about it. But I will say, I want to upfront say there will be some spoilers. We're talking about The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing, 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 Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum, so there will be some spoilers, but I do think you might be able to enjoy it either way. But listen, if you want to see it first, go out and see it now. And then come back. I to feel us. like there's only one massive spoiler that I didn't see coming. You know, like based off the trailer, you yeah. kind of I think you kind of know what this movie's That's about true. and like where it's gonna go. 100%. There is one big, big, big spoiler. But we should spoil and, it. I'm gonna spoil it for you. Okay, so just there that's it. There will be one big spoiler. Um, okay, so but first, uh so Avery came over to my house. It was super fun. So we got we got into the theater, guys. We picked our tickets, we even got to have our assigned seats. Mm-hmm. And you know we did. We got um. I got popcorn. I got a medium popcorn, aka a super large big gulp of. I mean, like <laughs> so much. So it like their medium is huge, and it's also like so much that I don't get that though. They didn't totally do that to us this time, but they're always like, "Are you sure you don't want a large for a dollar more?" And then it's like a bucket, like a literal right that bucket. you can get a refill of. And I'm like, yeah. "Does anyone ever finish the no. bucket?" It's the biggest bucket ever. So much I got salt. nachos mm-hmm. with all the jalapenos and I ate all of them. And they gave us, you know, instead of having it kind of like gross, like a la carte style where you go get your own nachos, you were able to get them, but they had pre-packed, put them in like little ramekin things. And you with had, lids. <laughs> you took yeah. like six of them. <laughs> I have <laughs> a picture I ate of them it all. to prove it. <laughs> oh yeah, we should post. We should post a couple of the I like will. pictures and little videos we took. I will. And the cool thing was, was once we got into the theater, there really was like one other person and we... Got great seats. We were like sort of in the middle. <laughs> the guy though, when we or when we got our tickets, he's like, "Where do you want to sit?" And I'm like, "Here." He's like, "You know, that's that's pretty close to the screen." I'm like, "Is it? I don't know." Okay, so we went back. It it was probably pretty close to. We had great seats, but yeah. also that just goes to show, like, we haven't been to the movies in yeah. so long. No idea. Like, what? I I don't want to be close to the screen. That makes me feel nauseous. Yeah. No. So it was fun. And then the only thing that I will say is like a downside. I was so excited to be there and not be seeing like a children's movie or anything like that. It was very fun, very exciting. In fact, I can't wait to go to the th- the movies again. I really yeah. had a good time. But there was this older dude and I just feel like men, especially like str- I'm assuming he's str- a straight white male. He They don't admit not white, but whatever, any kind of male who feels I feel like if they're straight, especially like 50 plus or maybe 60 plus, don't understand how they can make a woman nervous. So here's what happened. A, we have assigned seats, guys. And so like, we have assigned right, seats. You pick a Need seat. Need I say more? This, Even though there was only four of us in the theater, we yeah. had assigned seats, and motherfuckers. So <laughs> this guy, he was in another lane and then he got in our aisle and then mm-hmm. he moved three times closer to us and I was like, I'm gonna, I, my heart rate was, I, like my spidey sense, I was like, I'm gonna punch this guy. And then I, I was like, had to pee throughout the movie because 
which Avrin's usually the one who has to pee, but I couldn't make it. I had to go. And so I left and then I came back and then he like bolted and I was just like, this, oh, I hate guys. I hate men. Like just, you know, you're making it. It's just don't do that. It's like, it's like, here's another thing. I don't know how many men who listen to us, but guys, if you're, if it's night, don't follow a lady close. You know, just there's some like. Right. And if you're in a movie theater, like get your assigned seat and fucking sit in it and stay there and don't like creep closer. Yeah. So, you know, there was literally five people in the whole it theater. Was so it was, and it was really, really theater. apparent. Yeah. What do so, you, you know, that ugh. he moved into our row and then kept moving closer towards us and then left before the movie ended. It was, it weird. was all very weird. Fucking I've weird. had a couple of strange movie theater experiences, none like that before. But yeah, I I've swear, had a I'm going to keep pepper spray with me when I go to see a movie next by myself. Cause I used yeah. to love going to movies by myself. Like, yeah. pre, well, it's not even pre pandemic, pre children. I would totally, because my husband would work during the day and I usually worked either night or whatever. And yeah, I would, double feature. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I loved it. I love the movies. I love the movies. So anyways, it was so fun. Any Anything else that you that I'm missing that you enjoy that you thought of during? I just, I just, I loved everything about it. I really, truly had not been. I know you've been to at least one movie with your kids yeah. mm-hmm. um, in the last couple of years, but I have not been to a movie in a theater in three years. And I love that. Because, you know, it was already kind of starting to move towards just like, wait until you can watch it at home. It's cheaper. It's easier. Yeah. You can buy your own snacks, you know, mm-hmm. just go to your fridge and have like a turkey sandwich or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was so much fun to be like with that big screen. And it just reminded me like, oh, there's a reason this is yeah. the way we we do this or we used to do this. Not that we have to stop streaming movies because no. please don't. Well, I think it's I think it's. Both things are good. And I actually, Mike and I talked about this. He's very pro movie theater. And now he he and I came to the conclusion after our discussion. But like, really, people who wouldn't normally get to see some movies get to see them now because they are on streaming services that people pay for. And movies that wouldn't necessarily get made because they wouldn't make money or they wouldn't have an right. audience are getting made because they can just put them up on these That's platforms. Right. That's right. And people can stream them. And it's no longer yeah. like an issue of needing to fill like bodies in theaters right. to give you money for your movie. And then so even that's still, a good thing. Netflix is like, and Netflix and other uh, streaming services are, you know, putting the movies in, in theaters too. And actually that really helped for say like Oscars where if something was up for an Oscar, it had to have a theatrical release, which means that it was in a movie theater. And because right. of COVID, they couldn't do that. So now the lines are blurred. <laughs> and I think to a good, for a good reason. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Anyways. Okay, guys, ready to dive into this movie? Dive into it, Vanya. For First, let's listen to the trailer. Three, two, one. Here's a trailer for the Lost City. Here's a trailer for the Lost City. You led me straight to the Lost City. Now, prepare to die. There were just hundreds of snakes in this temple just waiting for us to show up. What? Why aren't they biting that guy? This is ridiculous. Delete. 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 Listen, Loretta, we need you to promote your new book on the Lost City. You can't spend your life in the bathtub drinking Chardonnay with eyes. Gentlemen, the world's sexiest cover model, Dash McMahon! You do know you're not Dash, right? Dash is a character I made up. Dash! Oh my god. Oh crap. Miss Sage, I enjoyed your book about the lost city, and I believe you're the one who could help me find its treasure. I have to respectfully decline. I'm afraid I must insist. Unchain me! That's your seatbelt. Oh no. Loretta Sage is missing. I'm gonna rescue her. I just want her to think of me as more than a cover model. Let's start living dangerously. Oh. Alan? 
What are you doing here? We're here to save you. I'm certified CPR. I'm certified CrossFit. I have snacks. Off to them! This is like your book. We're on a Love More and Dash adventure right now. I'm gonna help you out a little bit. What are you doing? Don't you do that. Go. Oh Come God, on. get out of there. This is not a novel. Jungles eat people like us. Ah, what is that? Get it off. Please. I can feel him sucking my soul. Rip it like a bandit. Don't make that sound. Feels like there's more. Holy mother of God. Ah. Uh, it's just sucking on my butt like a big old Jamba juice. Oh. We're so close. I could actually find the lost city. If I don't get to this island, my friend and her cover model are going to die. I am driving. Oh, 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 oh. You read a sage? Getting you out of here. Why are you so handsome? My dad was a weatherman. Hey, whoa, she doesn't oh. need saving in there. Okay. Uh, what are you doing in there? Amazing. Because when I saw this with you, this trailer with you, like a while ago, I was so goddamn excited. I was like, oh my God, I love Sandra Bullock as a rom-com queen. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I love her in, in most things she's done. She's had a couple stinkers in there, I guess. Um, but I really, like, I love the proposal. We already covered one of hers while you were sleeping. Oh, yeah. I mean, and Practical guys. Magic. She's oh, the queen of rom-coms. Right. And I know? can't wait. Listen, I can't wait for Miss Congeniality because we will be covering that, but it will be in the most interesting way and I can't wait to do that. For but like, I just love her. She is such a, a funny, bright light and um, the, the only, you know, sort of like small note that I think, I, I, I don't want to poo-poo on it too much, but because I feel like it's way accepted to get filler and Botox and things like that. But I, I will say like, her expressive face is a little frozen. That's all. That was my only small, like, sadness because she could right. make you feel or make you see how she's feeling with just a, like, a, a flick of a, like, with a side smile. Look. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, for me, it was more, um, it was, I didn't really notice, I didn't feel like her face looked frozen, but she did look like she'd recently had some lip filler. That's done. what I felt. And I, yeah. It was the only thing where I was like, oh, for, at certain angles, it, it does, your lips don't look natural. Yeah, that's all. And I and I don't want again. I don't want to poo poo it because honestly, it is way more accepted. She's a babe in the movie. She's so gorgeous. Such a babe. Her body she, looks. She looks amazing. She's banging. Yeah. It's just the lip filler thing. Or I was like, don't you don't need to do that. So the funny thing is, she plays a romance novelist, and uh, you know, when I do my research, I sort of like I watch the movie and then I do make notes from my own brain and then I look up a million things. But when I looked up the Wikipedia, it says Loretta Sage, which is her character, is a grumpy middle-aged author who writes romance adventure novels centered around a fictional hero named Dash McMahon, who is portrayed by cover model Alan Capperson. So, but I think it's funny that they call her a, a grumpy middle-aged author. Yeah. Who writes, but by the way, guys, in this movie, she her husband had died like a year ago. And she's writing these like action adventure uh, romance novels because she goes with him on his basically work trips. Right. He was like an archaeologist. Right. And so they used to go on adventures together. Yeah. And then she he died. So she started writing romance novels. Did they say how he died? Was it cancer or? They, I don't remember. They, they maybe didn't how. say because, you know, this is a comedy. So they're trying to keep it semi light. But so her her editor is this woman named Beth. And it's she's played by I'm going to say her name because I thought she was I really she liked was fantastic. Her. Divine Joy Randolph. I loved there were some quirky, quirky, quirky people in this movie in this way that I'm like, yes, you always need to have 
these people in yes. a movie. They yes. make the movie interesting yes. and uniquely funny yes. in a very specific way. Because yes. not only was Beth hilarious, but then the uh, the social media girl that she hired. Oh my hired gosh. Her assistant. Yeah, the social media was girl. Was like brilliant. So funny. I'll tell you her name. Her name is Patty Harrison and I appreciate her. I have a feeling. Yeah, put Patty Harrison in every movie. I think we'll see her in lots of stuff. She was so funny. Like when she was talking to Beth's grandmother she was like tell me about which war you've gone through yeah <laughs> called yeah. her slut she's like come on slut yeah to the, grandma. <laughs> to the older grandma yeah um but yes divine joy randolph i loved her and she's uh we see her calling again and again and again leaving voicemails saying you got to finish this book uh, uh loretta i almost said sandra sandy you got to finish this goddamn book but she knows that like you could tell they've had a long relationship They've made money together because of Loretta's success and and Beth knows how sad she is because of the loss of her husband and she's having a hard time finishing the book. Well, cut to she finishes it and when she goes into her mind to write the book, we see Channing Tatum, um, who is Alan, who is her cover model on all the covers of the book and yep. Beth is like, okay, great, we got the book done, now you have to do a the press tour. tour. Yeah, like a book yeah. tour and with that, is Alan. And she's like, please, no, please, because she just doesn't want him. She finds him uh, annoying and not smart. That's what she said. But he likes her, guys. And so at, while they're at this event on loan, she has this like sequins purple onesie on. It's oh my really God. cute. And she can't <laughs> even amazing. sit down. I feel bad. That's one thing is like, wear something you could sit down and you're comfortable in on a book tour for fuck's sake. But yeah, so they're, they're there. And Bowen, I love this man so much. Bowen Yang plays mm -hmm. the moderator at this, uh, you know, book. Like ro romance novel com convention. Yes. And all the women are like just waiting with bated breath to hear honestly what Alan's going to say because he's the cover mo model. Um, and, some one thing leads to another and she's trying to talk, which I didn't love this part. They're like, oh, uh, Loretta's smart. You know, don't say too many smart things because these women just want the trash. Right. Which I get. Listen, that's why I love this kind of movie. Eh? I am here for the trash, not the trash, but I'm here for the candy. Give me the candy. Yeah. Give me all the candy. We want to laugh. We want to see beautiful people being yeah. funny and sexy and having adventures. But I, to that, I will say it feels like, and I know this is a fictional character, but it feels like Loretta, even in her romance novels, probably, I didn't read it. Obviously, it's a fictional character, but it probably wasn't just fluff. There's got to be some depth in there. Right. Well, like they're based on like real places exactly. that she and her husband did like archaeological research for. She's got a billion degrees. She's like super smart. In fact, doesn't she even say at one point that like what turns her on is intelligence and only intelligence <laughs> just to basically like rub it in Alan's face that she doesn't like him back. And Beth is on the sidelines of the stage going, just shut the fuck up and talk about what they want to hear. Well, one thing leads to another. Her smartwatch, uh, Loretta's smartwatch gets stuck in Alan's long blonde wig. His Fabio wig. Yeah. Exactly. It's his Fabio wig. You're right. And it flies off and she leaves it's a whole kerfuffle and as she's leaving she's looking for her car then a car pulls up you can tell these people there's a couple sort of large men following her stalking her yep that's for sure they get another car and put her in the car and they they kidnap her and we find out that the person who actually kidnapped her was played by daniel radcliffe his name's abigail fairfax and he's of the i guess the bajillionaire fairfax family 
Like Succession, but a diff- in a movie version. There you go. I like that. And then the dad, his daddy gave his brother all the stuff and he didn't get it. So now... Yeah, his younger brother got to run the company and he's and- clearly got issues. And Danny Radcliffe, God love him. I actually thought he was great in this movie. Yeah. But his funny. like height... He's too tiny. He's so tiny. And it doesn't help that like everyone in the movie is super tall. Yeah. I think. I, I think yeah. I've seen Channing Tatum in real life and he is legit huge. Like really? he's over six feet. He is bigger than I, I would ever Lakey. imagine a movie. Yeah. You guys. I saw him um, when I worked at this restaurant in New York City. He was just in there. And it was, Wait. I think he wasn't super, super famous yet. I, I need more. they had done like the step up movies. Yes. And I remember like being like, who is that guy? Because there was, that? or maybe we were doing a movie premiere. I don't remember what it was. But he was so big, I thought maybe he was a security person. No way. Stop it. But then I was like, but he's also so beautiful. Well, I will say then there's hope for all you tallies out there because I know my husband, when he used to, he wanted to be an actor for a second. He felt that he couldn't be an actor because most actors are. Right. You got to be like super short with a giant head to be a movie star. But that's not true, obviously, because Channing Tatum has proven that yeah. that is not always the case. So Channing Tatum is on he's basically following Loretta and he sees that she gets kidnapped and he's like holy shit what the hell and he is the one who is trying to save her this whole time he gets Beth involved she's you know Loretta's been jetted off to some island because Daniel Rancliffe and I'll call his name is Abigail in the movie he has read her novel and he's got like pages like all marked up because he realized that this last novel was actually based in reality and about this lost city the lost city with this crown of fire that's like this this like bejeweled crown that no one has ever discovered because the city was lost but that she had done research with her husband on it and he found a clue to where it might be and she's the only one left who can like basically translate it so that's why he kidnaps her guys he wants her to go willingly he gives her all the cheese but she will not (laughs) that's right he's like i heard you like cheese and there's like we're talking charcuterie for like a football field of it uh yeah but she won't go because she's like you know what she's not into it she's a little recluse uh it you know she's just not she's maybe borderline agoraphobic at this point in her life hey (laughs) listen if my husband died i probably would be too i mean i don't know who knows maybe i'd go the opposite and just be naked in public all the time i don't know what i would do (laughs) i don't know i would be really sad though just don't forget guys she's also still wearing a glittery magenta onesie that's right and so they a jet that i don't even think exists takes her off to this island in the atlantic ocean and it's a spanish-speaking island one of the henchmen that got her is a person who was native to this island and i have to say this actor i really at first i was like he is playing like so serious but i actually liked him a lot in the end his name is hector annabal and he was playing raffi but he's from the island so that sort of makes sense later on so they chain her to this little desk in the middle of this island and while people because they found the lost city they just don't know where this where the crown is meanwhile so she's been like zip tied to this which again i would freak the hell out i'd be like do not zip tie me to a chair ever i will not be happy yeah please i will gnaw my arm off i will do it So then, meanwhile, we've got Channing Tatum. He's like, we gotta, we gotta save her, right? And Beth, and Beth is calling cops, and they're like, "What? Call the FBI? Yeah. It's kidnapping out of the country, and no one will take her seriously." So then, I think it's yeah, it's yep. Alan Channing yep. Tatum who remembers this guy he went on a meditation yeah. <laughs> retreat 
whose job it was to like recover people in like military yeah. situations. And he's like, we'll call, we'll call Jack Trainer. And Jack Trainer was ex Navy SEAL and then like a CIA operative as well. And he, mm-hmm. he meets them. He meet so Alan meets him on this island, and it is Brad Pitt. Jack Trainer is Brad Pitt. It is, it and is he's Brad beautiful. Pitt. And he's eating, he's eating food the whole time, like Brad Pitt <laughs> always does in his movies. Which for some reason, it just it never fails to oh tickle gosh. me. I'm like, I know that now it's just a thing they do. They're like, hey, you'll be eating in every scene that you're in when you when you could be when it's not an action yes. sequence. But he's like gorgeous, and he just looks like the most handsome. Like I don't know, like. Peace Corps yes. lifer who's super yep. buff and hilarious. And it, Channing Tatum does a great job of like, you know, in a very kind of real way of just being like, oh, my God, I know that I'm this gorgeous, beautiful man, but I'm just not as gorgeous. He definitely is insecure. Yeah, I think but I think that's one of the uh, I think he could have even gone farther with it as a character. But like, that's the thing about Alan, the cover model is he's so insecure, even though he is a beautiful man. Right. He's very insecure. He wants to go with Brad Pitt. Sorry, I'm just going to say with Jack Trainer. Yeah, call him yeah. Brad Pitt. He wants to save Sandra Bullock Because he wants her to know. But he knows that he can't do it. Oh, wait, wait. One thing that's important to know, Sandy needs to figure out what this thing says before the volcano erupts on this island. It's like a straight up, in, this is a very much like kind of an Indiana Jones yeah. type movie slash I can't think of it, but you know, yeah, you know, action other adventure, adventure romancing, the, romancing stone. the stone. It's like yeah. a straight up. It's a straight up nod to romancing the stone. Brad Pitt, without anybody finding out, goes in and saves Loretta in in hilarious fashion. Like he takes out an entire camp of like muscle men with explosions behind them in crazy hilarious. He does this chokehold, and he's like, "Go to sleep." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he does it to multiple people. And Alan has secretly followed him, even though he told him right. not to. And all Alan does is like slap unconscious people that Brad Pitt has already <laughs> taken care of. And yeah. uh, they finally get to Sandra Bullock. And can I say my favorite line? Please, I Yes. So he finally gets his way to her. And she's like, oh, my. He just walks in and out of nowhere. And she's like, oh, my God, why are you so handsome? And he's like. My father was a weatherman. And <laughs> she's like, that checks out. And that's out. all. Yeah. That's the only explanation. She's like, yeah. And they that have works. this. That's, that makes perfect they sense. They have this like beautiful, deep, like he, you can tell he's smart. She's like, holy shit. Like panties get and you know what. And he's hot. He's Brad Pitt. But they can't get her out of the chair in time. So they pick up the chair with her still zip tied to it. Bullshit. And go running off into the jungle. And then, okay, major spoiler alert. And if you don't want the only spoiler in this movie to be spoiled, just like I would say fast forward for 45 seconds. Okay. So they're trying to shove her whole chair in the car. And they're making googly Uh eyes, Sandy and and Brad. And he's like telling her you're safe now. And it's his job to save her. And then blammo, he gets shot in the fucking brain. His brains go everywhere. And Channing Tatum is in the car in the front seat ready to drive off. And he's like, there's brains in my mouth. And I laugh so hard. I mean, I know it's horrible. It's like, obviously, but I, it was so shocking. I love shocking, fun things like that. Yes. And something you don't yeah. see coming. And I love Brad Pitt. I love Brad Pitt. And I, it was just a great moment. And this is where the sort of story needed to like really kick off. I will say we didn't get as much joy and like quick comedy from them henceforth. It was, it was now we're in that movie. Now we're in the movie, you know, like, right. Right. We had like this wonderful, bizarre, beautiful man who could be also her yeah. cover model yeah. with the way he looked. He had real Fabio hair, not yeah. a wig. Sorry, <laughs> Alan. Um, but uh, now it's just the two of them. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they like 
their car falls off the side of a cliff, so they have to walk yes. through the jungle for help, and she's wearing a sequin So, yeah, onesie. so, like, the next 24 hours is essentially them being chased by the henchmen to try and what Alan thinks is get to the airport to get the hell out of there, and what uh, Loretta thinks is she stole the piece of... Um, like hieroglyphics or whatever the it was. Part, yeah, and she is and she is translating and she it. Is searching. And on their adventures, yeah, they find other hieroglyphics and she kind of figures out another part of the translation exactly. that she needs. But mostly they're just trying to not die. And like it's hilarious. And also it's becoming more and more obvious that he's into her and that she's actually kind of into him too. Oh, but- wait, can I say one of my favorite parts? Because you know I'm a dirty bird. Yeah. Okay, so actually, and, and, and I have notes for one other part. So there's a part where they have to get in the water because they don't want the henchmen to be following them anymore or whatever. And when they get out of the water, when they think the closest, coast is clear, there are uh, leeches all over his back. So she has to like, Pull them off, and it's pretty pull gross, and it's funny. And they both go like the whole for like a solid forty-five seconds. It's great. He takes his shirt off, and I will say he has a lovely, just a divine body, and yes. he feels them on his buttocks, and he's freaking out. He's like, "They're sucking my soul <laughs> so along with my blood." I love Chan- Channing Tatum. I'm sorry, I just I'm a fan. Maybe maybe it's because he's pretty. Me too. He does this. He plays a character like this so well. He does. Like kind of like a bumbling. Not necessarily yeah. super smart, but like still super warm and wonderful, like hot dude. Exactly. He has like an innocence to him, of sort of. Yeah. It's like the same. It's a very similar character to what he played in 21 That's Jump right. Street. Yeah, you're totally right. And so then yeah. he's like turns around to see if there's anything on the front of his uh, trunk area. And I would have, I feel like I wanted to objectify him a little more, but essentially she's like, well, you know, you never you never know when you see someone what it's going to be like. But uh, you wonder, you think yeah. you know, but and you then, don't know. And then you see <laughs> it and you're like, oh, good for you. So apparently has like a very nice sized uh, penis. Yep. I'm like, I just was trying to think of like a good. That's what she's saying, guys. She's it's she's literally like staring into his penis. But like talking about how you always wonder. You know, listen, she she respected him very well, but I feel like she could have done we could have just objectified him a little. Like there could have been a little bit of a sexy moment. Yeah, I'm fine with I'm fine with it not being. But like it was pretty cute. Yeah, and then there's a there's a moment later where they have to like sleep in like a little hammock that he had brought together for them. And I feel like that could have been a little bit sexier. But it's fine. Right. But they're definitely like not going for the sexy. Yeah. I feel like chemistry. There, there is a wonderful like comedy chemistry between yes. the two of them, and then like. You know, in that in that way, like she's a smarter, more successful, older, you know, gorgeous woman, and he's like desperately into yeah. her, and she's just kind of like relax, little I boy. Know. Um, and they kind of lean into that, even though it's very clear that she also she does great Sandra Bullock moments where you can see that she's clearly attracted to him too. But they're not necessarily leaning into that at this point in the movie. They're not, which I guess makes sense. Plus, her husband died, you know, a year ago, and she's trying to do this thing, and I I forgive them for it. But you know me, I always want a little sexy times. Give me a little little Bridgerton, just a tiny bit. That's not what this movie's going to deliver on. It's not going to be Bridgerton energy. Yeah. yeah, it's true. But I want some steamy. I'm, oh no, we have to be naked together for a second. <laughs> it's fine. I should mention this. Uh, Beth is on her way. She's trying. She is trying so hard to get to this small island in the Atlantic. Nobody will help them. 
but they knew where she was based on her smartwatch. So Beth alone is going to go find them and get them help. In like a pantsuit, which I'm like, Beth, put on some comfortable clothes. What are you doing? It's fine. No, she's a boss bitch. She looks so cool. She looks great. She's wearing this like, she's wearing this like sky blue pantsuit. Mm -mm. Roll it, rolling her little rolly suitcase around and she's going to get shit done. And I don't boy, think does she, she knew what she was about to come to. So she finds on yeah. her way, they can't get her to this little island because of some mishap. The with- pilot is sick. So this guy who's more of like, a, he, he flies packages around, uh, played by, his name's Oscar in the movie and it's also played by the guy from The Office, Oscar Yeah, it's Oscar Nunez. Nunez. And you said it and I agree with you as I thought about it more. We needed more Oscar Nunez. He was funny. He was so funny and so weird. Yeah. And I loved the weirdness. You know, like comedy yeah. is one of my favorite Same. things as as it is yours. And I love all kinds of comedy. But there is something about somebody coming in with something that's so truly unexpected yeah. in terms of like, what are you doing? Yeah. But I but love yeah, it. He, he's a character who helps her and he actually really likes her and he's like just funny as shit. You know, his character reminded me not of the same character, but the same like joy it brought me was in spy in the movie Spy. I bring this movie up all the time. So everyone's probably like, shut it's the fuck up movie. about Spy, it Vanya. A great but you know movie. how Jason Statham would come in every once in a while and just be hilarious? That's what it felt like. And I'm yes. like, guys, um, the Knee Brothers who directed this, I want more Oscar Nunez. If you had to... I know there needs to be yeah. a sequel that is literally the, a story of Oscar Nunez. That's and right, and he end up he gets her to the island. Um, he had his best friends with the goat. Another funny thing. So yeah, that's happening in the background. So they make it out of the jungle to like a, the yes. a town, not the airport, where they go to the police and they tell them everything that's happening. She was kidnapped by Abigail Fairfax. Yep. Um, and then they're like, all right, we have alerted, a th- you know, we'll find him. You guys are fine. Uh, and so they like finally shower and change outfits. It's the first time Sandra Bullock gets out of the magenta yeah. onesie that has been fully destroyed at this point. <laughs> and they're just having kind of an interesting night. Like she's clearly relishing being on an adventure, mm-hmm. something she used to do all the time with her husband that she hasn't let herself That's do right. since he passed. And then she looks out. She looks out on, she's on her terrace of the little like inn hotel they're staying at and he's down in the square like dancing with the leads, like the little old lady who's like the singer in the band and then you're like, oh my God, that's right, Channing Tatum is also And then they dance together. And I love that. And that is when the sexy happens. Yeah. That's when they click fully into yeah. the sexy. I enjoyed that moment. I enjoyed it muchly. And also, this is where... Um, she understands Spanish and they talk about the something about the tears. Oh, the lady is singing a yeah. song. And one of the things she translated was that the treasure re- like rests in the well of tears. And she thinks it's just kind of an expression. And then the woman is singing a song about this well of tears. And she asks her, is this a real place? And the woman's like, oh, yeah, it is. It's this. Here's where it is. And so now it's, like a, looks like, it's <gasps> like a sinkhole. Essentially. Yeah. And we know and she knows where the crown of fire is. And so Alan's like, well, do we go home or do we go find it? She's like, let's go yeah. find it. But then guess what? The police are corrupt, you guys. So who shows <sighs> Mr. up? Mr. Fairfax. Abigail. And he kidnaps her That's again. That's right. And then they find the the tomb. And what they reveal is. So yeah, they open it up and he's expecting to find like, basically you're thinking like rubies, something red, right, jewel-like. And instead it's just like two corpses or skeletons, and a bunch of seashells on the crown of one of them. And it turns out that this crown of fire, he in the legend, was that he brought the woman he loved like a shiny red seashell every day for a year, and that the treasure was not the crown. It was him yeah, because he was her treasure. 
And so Sandra Bullock's like very moved by this. Abigail is furious. He spent all this yeah. money. He bought this whole freaking island. What the hell? But then they put them in the tomb. Yeah. And then, of course, good timing. The volcano's erupting. And our friend, our good friend, Rafi, uh, he puts the crowbar in there because he's like, yeah, I'm not a dick. And I believe that the gods will kill me if I really fuck these people over. Yeah. So they don't really quite get that, the um, Alan and Loretta. They don't see him no. do that right away. So they have no. this really nice, meaningful talk. Eventually, they do see it. They get out of there. And Al- um, Abigail has already left. But Rafi stole his boat. That's right. And left him like on the beach entrance to this like cave where the sinkhole was. And then Beth shows up with like the freaking Coast Guard equivalent of this country. And he's like, save me, save me. And they don't know who he is. Like she doesn't know that this is the guy that took her friend. So they rescue him. And then Loretta and Alan are trapped. The volcano's coming around. The entrance in the tunnel that they called through, which for me, I was like, nope, 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 no, no rock tunnels, no Mm -mm. rock tunnels and caves. Um, But it collapses in so they can't get out that way. But they notice that there's like this hole in the ocean where like there's current. It's like sucking the water. Yeah. So they're like, we have to swim out. And my God, for a second, I was like, nope, nope, nope again. Like they, you don't know when you're coming up for air or if you're just going to drown down there. That reminds me. Did you ever watch The Rescuers? That movie. It's a cartoon. Anyways, it reminded me of that. It's just when Penny is in the well. Penny is that. stuck in the well. Oh, yes, yes, uh, yes. That's, I was just felt like really like scared like no one's going to live. But anyways, they live, guys. They, you know this story. Yep, they pop up. They uh-huh. make it right as Beth is like still sailing by. And she's like, hi, oh my God, I thought I had found you. But then I just found this teeny tiny little grown up <laughs> man. And then Loretta's like, he's the bad guy. And then he tries to run and Oscar... Um, tackles him and he's like you're hilarious where are you gonna go it's a boat yeah. <laughs> I know and everyone's rescued yeah, that's right and she writes another book guys and it's like a year later after their second book tour they're on the beach and finally 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 Alan and Loretta share a kiss it's a good one and it's a good one after he tries to like write a romance novel about their yeah. story for her you know and then he cu- he goes it's right cute. to throbbing and she's like you can't go straight to throbbing you have to earn the throb yeah <laughs> yeah and she's like that's like a fifth chapter descriptor I thought this movie was so much fun and one of the things that I loved about it is there's this great scene where she's talking about like her stupid books and how ridiculous they are and um like how why is he so you know like so into being dash or whatever and he's like I was so embarrassed when I first booked this job he's like that I wouldn't even call my friends because I didn't know if they knew and I didn't want them to find out and I didn't want them to ask me and then one day I was walking down the street and this woman said dash and she wanted to take a picture and she was so excited to meet me and he's like I how can you be embarrassed to be a part of something that makes people happy and I felt like it was a straight up fuck you to critics that were that maybe we're gonna say this was like super predictable and blah 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 and you know and unrealistic and the truth is is like no we're proud to be making a highly entertaining funny beautiful people being silly and falling in love movie that gives people joy and lets them escape from the hellion that is the world we live in so thank you to the lost city and to Sandra Bullock and to Channing Tatum and to Brad Pitt who another spoiler alert skip ahead pops Ah! back up after the credits y'all because he's a super like zen meditative guru and you only actually ever use 10% of your brain so I guess he only got part of his brain blown out and um, he's just moved he moved his heightened sense of, you know, <laughs> a human sense to another 10%. But he also looks like he might kill them. <laughs> it's good. I really enjoyed this movie, too. I agree with you on that. I think this is the thing we need right now. Um, my only my only review or my only critique is, like, I would have liked a little more sexy times. But I think that's my yeah. probably review. 
just a little more like nine and a half weeks. Just t- just tiny bit more. Right. Like basically what Vanya is saying is rom-coms, like if you could just veer more into like the erotic thriller territory. Just the softcore. Like just a teeny, but like, but not all the way, but just, just like almost. And then pull it back. Just the tip. You have to earn the throb, guys. Like give, but you the throb. Also but give also the give throb. her Thank the throb. You. She wants Thank the throb. You. I love it. So much. I have some reviews that I pulled up. Um, I'm only going to read just a tiny bit from the Rolling Stones. This guy, David Fear, is a great writer. This is what he said. It is a Sunday afternoon. You are extremely hungover. And no amount of brunch or Bloody Marys or hair extracted from any breed of dog can cure what ails you. All you can do is curl up under a blanket on your couch and watch whatever old movies are playing on basic cable stations. You know, the ones that rerun endless blockbusters of yesteryear, campy schlock comedies, cheesy romantic farces, the channels that program blocks of comfort food cinema designed to soothe your throbbing noggin. Something has to hold your attention while you wait for the Advil to kick in. One push of a remote control button later and boom, there's Sandra Bullock. Still America's flinty sweetheart, playing a widowed romance novel writer who's stuck in a rut, trotting gamely by her side like a panting Labrador puppy with abs is Channing Tatum, playing the popular model who graced most of her book covers, sometimes even with a shirt on. The latest entry in her series about globetrotting lovers isn't selling so well, given that it reads like a eulogy with sex scenes. It's detailed about an ancient civilization deep in the jungles of South America, however, have attracted the interest of Daniel Radcliffe's evil, cheerful billionaire. He thinks she knows where the mythical Calamon's tomb is located and can help him find the legendary treasure known as the Crown of Fire. I love that. So it's a hangover movie. (laughs) I actually read some reviews too after we went, and I feel like... There were more good ones than I was expecting. A lot of people were like, this is the argument for the like mid-level budget adventure rom-com. Please don't stop yes. making these kinds of movies. They're so Yay. much fun. Okay, so I'm with you on that. Because everything is all like, you know, like Marvel and DC comic and movies. I, That's all they'll make because they're the only ones that I make know. money. And then everything else streams on Netflix, you know? so I did read that it bumped uh, whoever else is in the, in the box office right now. I will say I'm fine. I like Marvel, but when there's too much fighting or explosions, I just, I, I like tune out right and like the the dc verse the multiverse the other verse i don't know i'm not a comic book person but like that is not the only story that can be told you know that's not like a real story obviously there's tons of movies that tell like real stories or you know different types of stories but just like a silly entertaining like adventure comedy romance like those are fewer and far between and I'm so grateful that this one is out I am too so good check it out we give it a thousand stars out of five get some popcorn get some jalapenos go to the theaters bring your own jalapenos because I could have used (laughs) more honestly I didn't want to say that but like the six the six containers weren't (laughs) enough all right so I started looking into what crime I was going to pair before we saw the movie because I didn't know how much time I was going to have to do my research after we saw it And I was like, all right, I know there's a romance novelist involved. I know there's a jungle. I know there's a cover model. So, of course, immediately I'm like, please tell me that there's like Fabio. (laughs) He hasn't. He has not committed a crime, although he was like in a pretty bad accident. And I forgot about that. And I guess it put him. He's okay now, but it did put him out of commission for like several months at the height of his career. I'm pretty sure he lives. Something with his eye, maybe. Oh, that's so sad. I'm pretty sure he lives in one of my friend's uh, hometown, like where he grew up in Washington State. Like he's just like a dude who lives in Washington. 
Yeah, and I hope it's not a wig, Fabio. But anyway, yeah. I couldn't find that crime. I tried to find something like jungly, maybe, or a billion. I was like, did a billionaire ever kidnap Probably. anyone? And it's like, no, pe- billionaires don't kidnap people. People kidnap or billionaires. Or if they kids. do, they cover that up because they have billions. Right. Or they get, uh, yeah, because they, they're billionaires. So I couldn't find that. So finally, I was like, okay, romance novelist. Maybe I'll find a crazy story that involves a romance novelist. And I did. What? I found a crazy. Oh my god! I can't wait. Yeah, that involves a romance novelist. All right, are you ready? All right, rom criminals, settle in. So, at 8:30 a.m. on June 2nd, 2018, police and paramedics arrived at the Oregon Culinary Institute after students and other instructors arriving for class found head uh, teacher of the Culinary Institute, Daniel Brophy, suffering from two gunshot wounds, one to his chest and one to his back. The first responders attempted to revive him, but they weren't successful. In a press conference later that day, police said that they were investigating the death as a homicide and that they had no immediate suspects. Brophy was the lead instructor at the Culinary Institute, where he was remembered as the resident encyclopedia of knowledge, kind of like Sandra Bullock, with an offbeat sense of humor and creative approach to teaching. At a candlelight vigil a week after his death, Daniel Brophy was remembered as being gruff on the outside, compassionate underneath. Attendees recalled a cow costume that he used uh, that he uh, used with Velcro labels to illustrate where you like the cuts of beef. And this costume had been hand sewn by Daniel's wife, suspense romance novelist Nancy Crampton Brophy, who spoke of her late husband at the vigil. She said he loved teaching. He loved mushrooms and he loved family. She said uh, not only was life a science experiment, but sometimes it was an adventure. A day after his murder, Nancy posted on Facebook, For my Facebook friends and family, I have sad news to relate. My husband and best friend, Chef Dan Brophy, was killed yesterday morning. For those of you who are close to me and feel this deserved a phone call, you are right, but I am struggling to make sense of everything right now. While I appreciate all of your loving responses, I am overwhelmed. Please save phone calls for a few days until I can function. Fair. Everyone's devastated. Like, this was, like, super liked, like, beloved instructor, good, all-around good guy. He spent his spare time, like, providing food to the homeless people in Portland, Oregon, where he lived and taught. Um, And this case had police completely baffled because there were no signs of theft or forced entry. So nobody, like, wasn't a crime of opportunity where they're trying to rob this guy. Um, All they could tell was that he had been specifically targeted by somebody who wanted him dead, somebody who had knowledge of his schedule and routine. Because what they do know is that Daniel Brophy disabled the alarm to the Institute at 7.21 a.m., and that students discovered his him shot at 8 a.m. for their class. So whoever had done this had done it quickly with the knowledge that he would be discovered almost immediately. So when police asked Daniel's wife, Nancy, if she can think of anyone who would want to harm her husband, she couldn't think of anyone. She was like, everybody loved Daniel. He was the best. And to everybody that knew the two of them, you know, they'd been married 27 Ooh. years. They were se- They were seemingly inseparable. You know, they just, they were adorable and cute and best friends. And, you know, so she was like, I don't know who would do this. So authorities investigate this crime for over three months before they finally make an arrest on September 6th of 2018. And to everyone's complete shock, it is Nancy that they have arrested as the primary suspect for the murder of her husband. So during the course of their investigation, police discovered that Nancy had lied to them several times. When asked where she was at the time of her husband's murder, she told police that she was at home because, you know, 721 a.m. on a Saturday. But surveillance cameras caught Nancy driving in front of the culinary school, her minivan. They caught video of it at 708 a.m. 
on June 2nd. And then they, it came back again into the CCTV video at 7.28 a.m. So remember, her husband set off the alarm or like turned the alarm off at 7.21. Her van is seen headed in that direction at 7.08 and then headed back at 7.28. And um, he was the only person in the building at the time of his murder. You know, like there was no other right. instructors or students around. Nancy had also called the lead detective, Darren Posey, approximately three days after her husband's death, asking for them to send a letter confirming she wasn't a suspect so that she could uh, receive the life insurance money that she Ruh-roh. had for her husband. Three days. So she tells detective that she has a $40,000 life insurance policy for Brophy, but according to them, she actually had several policies in which she stood to receive around $300,000 in home equity and $1.15 million in insurance payouts, including life insurance and a worker's compensation claim that would be paid out because he had been killed at his place of work. And guys, here's another fun fact about Nancy. When she's not writing steamy romance novels, she worked as an insurance agent and police discovered that she'd actually sold herself all of these life insurance policies and named herself the beneficiary, meaning her husband didn't even necessarily know about So other evidence against Nancy. During interviews with police, Nancy Brophy produced a Glock pistol that she and her husband had bought at a gun show earlier that year, but she said it hadn't been used before. But then Um, investigators found that she'd Googled ghost guns and purchased a Glock gun kit online from a ghost guns website, as well as a Glock slide and barrel from eBay. So what they are alleging she did is that she removed the slide and barrel from the gun they purchased at the gun show, inserted the eBay parts, shot her husband, removed and got rid of the eBay parts, then reinserted the original slide and barrel, thus being able to present a new fully intact firearm to police that would not match the shell casings that had been left at the scene. It was a perfect crime. She also deleted her eBay account just a couple days after her husband's murder. All investigators also discovered an article that was titled 10 Ways to Cover Up a Murder bookmarked on the couple's joint <laughs> iTunes account. And there's not to mention the, tw- uh, the, I know, right? Not to mention the 2011 blog post that Nancy had published titled How to Murder Your Husband. Weird. And here's a, yeah, here's an excerpt from How oh to God, Murder yes, Your Husband. Yes, please. As a romantic suspense writer, I spend a lot of time thinking about murder and consequently about police procedure. After all, if the murder is supposed to set me free, I certainly don't want to spend any time in jail. And let me say clearly for the record, I don't like jumpsuits and orange isn't my color. I find it easier to wish people dead than to actually kill them. I don't want to worry about blood and brains splattered on my walls. And really, I'm not good at remembering lies. But the thing I know about murder is that every one of us has it in him or her when pushed Uh far enough. That's a blog post, she wrote. So police also discovered that the couple had been struggling financially for years. In fact, in 2017, they had fallen about $6,000 behind in mortgage repayments. But Nancy had managed to pay $16,000 in insurance premiums, even though she'd failed to pay the mortgage. Um, her self-published romance novels also did not make very much money. And then this is a quote from, I think, the head prosecutor. Dan Brophy was content in his simplistic lifestyle, but Nancy Brophy wanted something more. As Nancy Brophy became more financially desperate and her writing career was floundering, she was left with few options. I'm like, oh, just don't murder your husband, guys. Just figure something out. Anyway, Nancy has, uh, she pled not guilty. Uh, She tried to get out of jail with saying like COVID and she's old. She's 68 years old when this happened. She's now 70. Oh, what? Uh, Yeah. Oh, they're old. Sorry. So he was 63. Not old. Sorry. Middle-aged. 63 and 68. She's now 71. Okay. Um, so so she tried to get out oh of prison. God. I was like imagining they were young. Sec. I can't. 
Oh yeah, no, sorry. I was painting a romance. I a loved romance, it. Romance Thank novel you. picture Thank for you. you. Um, anyway, they tried to get her out, but the judge was like, "No, <laughs> no, you don't get to go out on like you know what is it called house arrest." So she remains in jail. In fact, jury selection for her trial just began um, like March 14th no. of this year. So I will definitely come back with more information as her trial goes on. And then there's a couple. Um, there's one or two other things I wanted to read. You guys, the bio that she wrote for herself on her website. And then I want to just read you the names of all of the books in her in one of yes, her please. series. Her wrong never her wrong never felt so right series. But this is the bio that she wrote on her website. Writers are liars. I don't remember who said that, but it's not true. In writing fiction, you dig deep and unearth portions of your own life that you've long forgotten or had purposely buried deep. Granted, sometimes it's smarter to change the ending. That being said, let me add. This photo is a lie because the photos of her when she's way younger. Ah. I'm just like, I haven't looked like this for a while, but it is me. So at least she was honest about the picture. I grew up reading and writing. My first published work was a pamphlet for the University of Houston entitled Between Your Navel and Your Knees. I'll leave it to you to figure out the subject matter. <laughs> I love storytelling. My imaginary friends have rich, larger-than-life lives encompassed in a few hundred pages with definite beginnings, snappy middles, and above all, happy endings. My personal life is never as clearly defined. Beginnings are hard to locate. A new job, a school term, a family event like a death or a wedding might signal the start of something new, but it's never heralded with any fanfare other than another link in the chain. I live in the beautiful green and very wet Northwest, married to a chef whose mantra is, life is a science project. As a result, there are chickens and turkeys in my backyard, a fabulous vegetable garden, which also grows tobacco for an insecticide, and a hot meal on the table every night. Now pay attention to this part, Vanya. For those of you who have longed for this, let me caution you. The old adage is true. Be careful what you wish for. When the gods are truly angry, they grant us our Ew. wishes. And the payment is always high. I fight an insidious 10 pounds every year of my life. I can't tell you when I fell in love with my husband, but I can relate the moment I decided to marry him. I was in the bath. It was a big tub. I expected him to join me. And when he was delayed, I called out, are you coming? And his answer convinced me that he was Mr. Right. Yes, but I'm making hors d'oeuvres. Can you imagine spending the rest of your life without a man like that? Like all marriages, we've had our ups and downs, more good times than bad. Most recently, we've spent 14 nail-biting months living in an apartment while our house was rebuilt from a house fire. I wonder I if bet she, she did for the insurance. In the process, I have acquired an in-depth knowledge of kitchen cabinets, bathroom plumbing fixtures, and leaking roofs. If this writing thing doesn't work out, I plan to investigate becoming a contractor and specializing in on-time, under-budget remodels. Believe me, there's a fortune to be made by the builder who can deliver on his promises. My stories are about pretty men and strong women, about families that don't always work, and about the joy of finding love and the difficulty of making it stick. That's the end of Holy her bio. Shit. I feel like there's a lot yeah. in there. Like, careful what you wish for. You might just get it, and then you might just murder <laughs> it. Um, so then she has this a series of books called Wrong Never Felt So Right. And here's the names of the books. Number one, The Wrong Brother. Gross. Number two, The Wrong Hero. Number three, The Wrong Cop. Number 3.5. Didn't know that was a thing. The Wrong Lover. Hmm. Number four, The Wrong Husband. Number five, The Wrong Seal, as in Navy Seal. And then just for funsies, here's the description on the uh, book jacket of The Wrong Husband, because let's be yeah. real, like that's the one we're all interested in. Nicole Layton is a desperate woman. Her husband, Senator Linus Layton, not only abuses her, but holds Nicole's brain-damaged niece hostage to keep Nicole in line. 
The teal-eyed beauty is no dumb blonde. Her plan to escape during their upcoming anniversary cruise in the Mediterranean and hide out in Spain goes awry when the cruise ship wrecks off the coast of Italy. With a leap of faith, she jumps early and rows for hours. Later, weary and exhausted, she drags her inflatable raft onto the Italian mainland, having no ID nor a way to get home. She's come so far in her wits and planning, but she's out of ideas. Austin Stevens knows when a woman is in trouble. Hired by the senator's insurance company to prove foul play, Uh Austin Stevens of Stevens Security hunts for the presumed dead woman. He's on a race against time and pitted against a clever enemy. To collect on the multi-million dollar insurance policy that Leighton must produce, or sorry, Leighton must produce the body of his dead wife. Uh, He hires Black Adder, a private paramilitary, much like Brad Pitt, operation to ensure that her body will be delivered. Monumental forces are at work. With chaos at every turn, will Austin rescue her before Black Adder finds her? Even if he does, will her husband ever stop hunting her? This is not the first woman Austin Stevens has helped, but she is the only one who has him spinning in the wind. Oh my God. And so that is the story of the romance novelist who penned How to Murder Your Husband, who uh, is about to stand trial for That's so crazy. When you said the wrong seal, I swear to God, I thought the teal-eyed beauty was into bestiality. But I mean, uh, that's why I clarified. (laughs) It's a a Navy seal. No, that is absolutely (laughs) bonkers. And what a... Amazing story. I mean, I I really need to know what this woman looks like. I will kind of look her up. Nat, I'm gonna post for some socials news? this week. Like people should be watching. I don't the trial. know. I mean, it actually, I feel like well, the trial oh, hasn't started. Know, but when jury it does. selection just began, yeah. I mean, maybe we will. There's just you know, there's so many things going on in the world. <sighs> um, but I will definitely post um some photos of her romance novel covers so you guys oh can check God, out her cover yes, model. Yes. Who is also very shirtless or wearing wet shirts. Um, I just, when I found the story, I was kind of like, oh, it's, one, it's insane. It's it's so unbelievably ridiculous yeah. to think that she just like, basically was like, I want to have more fun in but, my life and have more yeah. money. Like that he just was happy in their beautiful little house with their chickens and their vegetable garden and teaching. And she was like, I want to live in one of my books. I'm going to take out I mean it was clearly premeditated if she'd been spending a year taking out life insurance policies oh, yeah, paying she's those premiums going to jail. while falling behind on the mortgage yeah she's definitely like, going to prison what the hell were people thinking I don't know man it's just it's a lot but oh my god that's amazing honestly Avern you've done it again you paired a perfect well, crime with <laughs> a great uh rom-com I do appreciate you I appreciate you yeah. I'm gonna say it right now I appreciate you I love you what do you I love you too I also just realized we forgot one other thing we can let our what? rom criminals know about. In addition to our brand new look, y'all, our new lurk. Alert. Um, we're we also have a brand new monthly That's newsletter right. coming out. And if you go to our website, you can subscribe and receive um, a little newsletter kind of letting you know what's coming up, okay. what we're thinking about, what we're up to. So if that interests you at all, you can go to romcrime.com and subscribe to the newsletter. And of course always you can find us wherever you find podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Thank you. We love you guys. We love you so much. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. (laughs) Bye.